North Beach Neighbors was founded in 1981. The organization's meetings, currently on Zoom, are held on the second Monday each month. They're open to anyone with an interest in the neighborhood. Danny Souter is the current president of North Beach Neighbors. Our last podcast interview was one year ago, and since then, all of our lives have been challenged by the pandemic. The organization has adapted with new strategies and services. To share updates, Danny and I talked by phone on May 2nd, 2020. Here's our interview. I've made a list of topics, and it's pretty long. (laughs) That's fine. That sounds good. (laughs) But I thought it might be appropriate uh, to begin with things related to COVID-19 and the shelter-in-place that extends through the rest of this month, as best we know today. So I know that North Beach neighbors have been active in a number of different ways around the shelter-in-place, and perhaps one of the better places to begin on that is talking about the support for small businesses. You know, we're really worried about what um, the latest crisis means for small businesses because before before coronavirus, we were already really concerned, and we had seen so many small businesses that were really already on the edge. And so, this is the the worst possible timing. And so, um, we've been spending a lot of our time focused on making sure that that resources get to small businesses in our neighborhood. There's a lot of good effort at the both the federal and the state and city level, but often there's a disconnect between how those programs or resources are are drawn up uh, in office and then how they actually get out into the field. So we've been doing our best to both the the members of our organization uh, and merchants that are not members to get information to them. And that can mean anything from making sure they're aware of, of grants that they might be eligible for at a city level to understanding that there's some pretty substantial federal resources with the PPP and some of the some of the loans that are available, and, and just making sure that people know of their options. That is absolutely step one, um, and it's a start. But then we've also tried to go beyond that and actually put programs that are hands-on and on the ground here in North Beach. And I think one of the more substantial efforts that we've started is a program called North Beach Delivers. And this is meant to directly assist our small businesses, specifically our restaurants. And we've seen over the last month or two a lot of residents that have been um, doing takeout or have been doing delivery more often. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes those go through delivery companies, and that can be a challenge given the margins that those companies are taking. And sometimes there's also other restaurants that just aren't on those platforms yet. So what we've done is actually assembled a team of volunteers that are facilitating the deliveries for the restaurant each week. And then we make it easy for the residents to order from that restaurant. And so by focusing on on one restaurant each week, we're kind of giving them a a swarm of attention and, um, and most importantly, revenue right now. And we've done this for two weeks now. And in our first week, we had about 20 orders for our first restaurant, Piazza Pellegrini. And then in our second week, we had about 40 orders for for Nora Nizakaya, a wonderful uh, Japanese restaurant here in North Beach. And it's been a really fun and successful and, uh, again, hands-on program that we've been able to launch. I would predict that'll continue to grow. We sure hope so, yeah. It's um, even, you know, from week one to two, it was really neat to see a lot of repeat orders, but then also just a lot of uh, new faces and new names that are hearing about the program and that are kind of looking forward to 
to trying a new restaurant each week and supporting them. And so it's been, you know, the feedback from the community has been wonderful and, and, and I'm really, really happy with the reception. How would hungry people all around North Beach find a way to make an order there? <laughs> of course. So we have the, the restaurant and the menu up each week on our newsletter, and you can easily subscribe to that by going to northbeachneighbors.org. We try to put it out three or four days in advance and, uh, and give you a couple of days to decide on your, your order, and then we'll have it out to you on the evening that we do the delivery. Great. Sounds good. Let's back up to small businesses for a minute. I know one thing recently established was a small business clinic. Tell us about that and how it adds value to what you're looking to do with the small businesses. Sure. So the small business clinic is an effort that we compiled, which is really just to to make sure that, that merchants know that we are a resource right now. So we had been helping a number of merchants and small businesses you know that had that had explicitly reached out to us but something we're concerned about is that you know that not everyone you know already has a connection or not everyone already knows other um, other folks in the neighborhood that can help so the small business clinic that we launched a few weeks ago was really a statement that says we are here to support you whether we whether you're a member of the organization or not whether we've worked together in the past or not but we, um, we are making our, our resources, our expertise available to you uh, as, uh, as neighbors here in North Beach. And so that is, again, hands-on resources uh, and also making sure that you have the, the latest information. So the city, for example, has been launching some different programs, uh, different bids for programs where restaurants can actually be paid to make food, and, and then that food goes to seniors or goes to community centers. And these are wonderful programs, but we want to make sure that our our restaurants here in North Beach can participate in those programs. So just the basic information sharing like that can go a long way, and that's something we're facilitating through the, the small business clinic. Great. Yeah, and we have such a high density of restaurants here. That's of great value to get more of them participating, for sure. North Beach Neighbors has established a phone bank to seniors. So that's something that we've been doing on the campaign. So that's a campaign activity where we have been calling on on seniors in the district to check in on them. And it's been really productive and for us, and then, and then certainly for the folks on the other end of the line, it's been a, a nice kind of distraction, a, a couple moments of human connection, even though that's just a phone call, it, it still does matter. And, and that's been really positive. There's been cases where we've been able to connect seniors that, that need food delivery for, for weekly meals through Meals on Wheels or through uh, self-help for the elderly. So it's been a, a really positive effort so far to, to reach a lot of people in the district and, and check in on them and, and let them know that we're here to um, be a resource. Is there a need for more volunteers? There is, yeah. We're trying to do fun banks um, at least on a weekly basis, if not more often. And... You know, some folks might know that District 3 has the highest concentration of older adults of any district in San Francisco. And so many uh, of those uh, older adults are right here in North Beach or very close by neighboring, neighboring in Chinatown or Russian Hill. So there's, there's so many people that, you know, are in this vulnerable category and, and could use uh, some help right now. And again, it's nothing else, just a, a helping hand and a, a, an ear to lend right now. So for those phone banks, we're running those. Uh, and you can sign up for those at, at the campaign website, which is dannyd3.com. Okay. So let's turn to food banking. Uh, what's been going on with that? 
Yeah, so, so we have a few food banks um, in in our neighborhood, and and they just really have have grown. The you know one of the first food banks that I volunteered at about a month ago now was Francisco Middle School, and you know that's a food bank that would typically serve about a hundred, hundred and fifty families in normal times. And the most recent day I was there, we did about thirteen hundred individuals that mm. went through that food bank that uh, that morning and that's at the basketball courts yeah it's it's, so it's all outdoors at uh, francisco in the in the on the blacktop there um right outside the school and you know that is something that a lot of neighbors have noticed because you now have on on thursday morning you've got uh, a line that wraps around the block twice around the entire the school block and and so it's just such a visual representation of the the, the moment we're in and the, the need. And you know, I think for for me, taking a few hours to volunteer there was was uh, it kind of left me with conflicting feelings. I was again to see to see the, the 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 magnitude of the need was was deeply sad, and it was and it was worrisome. On the other hand, you know, to see so many volunteers come out and to see the, the positive. Um, spirit of so many people who were were waiting in line for two hours for a, a bag or two of groceries, but yet when they got to that front of the line, um, they were thanking us, and you know they were smiling and, and they were giving us as volunteers energy. It was just a um, a pretty striking moment for me, and it was it was something that you know I, thinking about it, I, I you know to be to be in this difficult time, it's it's terrible, but to be in it, surrounded by the community that we're surrounded by, I think that um, that gives me some comfort, and I hope it gives others comfort. So that food bank, any others in the neighborhood, uh, wherever they source from, are those sources needing support? Yes, there's kind of an ironic twist here in terms of many of the the food banks um, typically have been relying on on seniors as their main source of volunteers over the last you know number of years, and, and so. Obviously, given the you know, that's a vulnerable population right now, they're not getting those volunteers. So most food banks, you know, that I know of in in the neighborhood uh, do need volunteers. You know, here in North Beach, we have Francisco Middle School, which is doing Thursdays, and then we have very close by we have Cameron House on Thursdays. We have Chinatown YMCA, which is Mondays and Thursdays, and then Gordon uh, Lau Elementary on Play Street is doing Thursdays. So there's there's plenty of, of need for volunteers in all of those. Okay. Switching gears, no pun intended. Uh, I looked at your Twitter feed, Danny, and I saw that you retweeted something about Vilnius, a city in the Baltic states. And uh, I was there last year. They're, uh-huh. they're opening up some of their streets to open-air cafes. And I would say our neighborhood is at least as ideal for that opportunity as they are in Vilnius. So I, I saw your support for the idea and uh, for slow streets in general and bringing slow streets to District 3, which so far, as far as I know, there's been no plan announced to bring it to District 3. So do you have any news on that? Yeah, so I, I mean, District 3 is, as many folks know, the densest part of San Francisco and and that can be a particular concern right now, uh, given given the state of things. And so, as much as we can make room for for people and make room for for safe 
travel by foot and by bicycle right now, I think that should absolutely be the priority. We have, for the most part, in District 3, we have uh, only a few bus lines that are running. So the streets are, are looking very different, and of course, traffic has dropped. But we have some of these commercial corridors, be it uh, Columbus Avenue or Grant or Polk Street, that are really narrow. And they can be, you know, that can be uh, difficult to navigate right now. And it could be dangerous to navigate, too, given what we know in terms of social distancing. So many other cities around the country and certainly around the world have adopted this mantra of slow streets right now, which is the idea of temporarily turning it back over to to the people in terms of pedestrians and, and bicyclists and or even for some deliveries. And I think that would be a better use of our space right now. I think it's something that would support those businesses because it'll give people safe passage to them. And again, it's it's best practice in terms of, of health guidelines with making room for, for people to travel and so that you're not getting those, those crowds pumping together or you're not having to pass directly next to someone. So to, to make more room there. And then I think that also extends to, to how, as we look forward, how small businesses, particularly restaurants, can, can think about operating again. And we know that for them to operate, there's either going to have to be more space or there's going to have to be lower capacity. And lower capacity means uh, fewer sales, and, and so I, I'm more interested in more space. And what we've seen uh, other cities around the world adopt is actually making some, some space, maybe it used to be street space or maybe it used to be parking space, but to re- align some of that space and allow for outdoor dining and you know and, and there's nothing uh, more european there's nothing more italian to me than the idea of outdoor dining and uh, and i would love to see more of that here in san francisco let's uh, cover the shelter in place and covid19 a little bit more before we move on to other things so uh, one item would be senior shopping hours and uh, the other would be any testing available in district three shopping hours. I'm really happy that so many grocery stores have adopted that idea. And there's many here uh, in the neighborhood that have made a particular hour where they've set aside that hour each day or each week for seniors to shop and to you know shop in an environment that's a little bit less stressful and is only reserved for, for seniors. So nearby on Nob Hill, uh, Lebeau Market is, is doing a senior hour, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. daily. And they've done just such wonderful work adapting to um, the community right now. There's also uh, senior hours at, at, Safeway, at Safeways, and there's many of those nearby. Real Food on, on Polk is doing a 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. daily senior shopping hour. So I'm happy to see a lot of um, a lot of different grocery stores adopt that. That's a good thing, too. So what about testing for COVID-19? Sure. So the city is doing uh, testing at two sites, and unfortunately, they're not in District 3 yet. They're doing testing right now at sites if, if you're an essential worker or if you have symptoms. But there is some testing in District 3 pretty close by for, for those who live in North Beach. It's right, uh, uh, I believe it's the, the Vallejo parking garage, and we'll have to confirm this, but the Vallejo parking garage is uh, is testing site for NEMS, which is Northeastern uh, Medical Services. And right. So that's not yet available to the public. You do have to be a member of that system, but at least that's getting closer to to being available and open practice in in, uh, in District 3. Okay, very good. So you've declared candidacy for District 3 supervisor, and I'd like to talk to you about that. Sure. So I'm running for District 3 supervisor in the November 2020 election, and this is, you know, this is something that 
I'm really hoping to be an extension of the, the work that I've already started in the community. I've been the, the president of my neighborhood association for the last few years, and that has just been such rewarding and challenging work. And what we've been able to do there, I'm asking now to the voters for a chance to do that at a district level come November. What is your website? So our website is dannyd3.com. And the North Beach Neighbors website? The North Beach Neighbors website is northbeachneighbors.org. Great. Thank you. So there are probably other North Beach Neighbors activities we haven't even talked about yet. Is there anything that you would like to highlight that we didn't already touch on? You know, one thing that I've been really heartened by is that even though we're not able to, to gather together in a physical sense, there's been really a nice reception and a, a strong inclination to still do that however we can do it, whether that's digitally, uh, whether that's um, in, a, in a Zoom call, uh, as many of us are spending our days in Zoom now, but the community has followed there. So in our monthly meeting, we typically have 30 or 40 people who show up in person for that, and we were actually able to get about 75, 80 people to show up digitally for that this past month. So there's, if there's a silver lining here to, to force us to go online, it is it has brought a lot of new faces, and it's brought a lot of new interest to what you know what is happening around you, and I think we're all seeing really profoundly the the impact of neighborhoods and you know neighbors taking care of one another, and um, and certainly the the role that essential workers, the role that grocery stores and corner stores uh, play in our community, and so I'm I'm hopeful that you know that that awakening and that realization does translate to civic engagement in a general sense, and it translates to getting involved in your community. And, and we've seen that with, with more people coming to our meetings, and our next, uh, our next meeting will be uh, on Monday, May 11th, and we'll be holding that on Zoom, and so hopefully folks can come to that as well. I heartily agree that I hope engagement continues to increase beyond this time of shelter in place, and uh, once we get more of a normal life back for ourselves... Danny, thank you so much for this in-depth update on so many different topics. Greatly appreciate your time. Stay safe, and thanks again, and we'll see you later. Likewise, Blair. Really uh, great to catch up with you, and I hope everyone's doing well. Good. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Blair. Bye. Thanks to all the staff and volunteers at North Beach Neighbors for their work. Your comments about the podcast are welcome, including topic suggestions for future episodes. You can leave comments where you get the podcast or on our Twitter account, now underscore beach. I hope you'll follow us there. More to come this spring and summer. Stay safe. Signing off from Telegraph Hill.